Thanks for tuning in to the Brooks Free Library podcast. My name is Emily Milan. I'm the assistant director here at Brooks, and I'll be hosting the Know Your Town series. The Know Your Town podcast series is a cooperative effort of the Brooks Free Library and the Town of Harwich Voter Information Committee. We invited the heads of each town department to join us to answer some questions about operations, how COVID impacted their workflow, budget questions, and just general information that would be helpful for the public to know. So grab your coffee and settle in. We'll be back in just a moment with today's guest. Welcome back, podcast listeners. You are joining me today for the Know Your Town episode with our town administration. Today, I'm happy to welcome town administrator Joe Powers and assistant town administrator and interim health director Megan Eldridge. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. I'm excited to have you both here. Um, So, Joe, before we get started with the questions, do you want to just take a minute to introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a little info on your background? Uh, Sure, although I I will share that I think you've said the most important part of it, uh, and that is that I'm I'm now blessed and uh, very grateful to have the the title of town administrator. Uh, You know, we had a chance to connect last year in the Know Your Town when we could meet in person and on camera. And uh, I was the interim town administrator then. And uh, like I said, very just uh, blessed and thrilled to, to be able to serve as uh, town administrator for the town of Harwich, uh, uh, something that was made official uh, on January 20th of, of 2021. And um, as I've told folks before, what I, what I bring to Harwich is uh, many years of municipal government experience at many levels. Uh, most immediately, I came here uh, almost two years ago uh, from the town of Wellfleet as the assistant town administrator and town clerk. And the bulk of my time has been spent in uh, executive committees, if you will, board of selectmen or executive roles with town clerk, town moderator, and, and way back when started out in uh, school committee. Uh, all of this happened off Cape for the most part, but uh, I've been here for uh what will be six years in the summer. I washed ashore six years ago. And uh, and I love uh, Cape Cod, and I certainly love our town of Harwich. Uh, and if I could, I'd, I'd like to give a segue to our assistant town administrator, because the, the best thing I was able to do after being named the permanent town administrator uh, was to conduct a search, and it was a very simple search for me. And I'm thrilled to have Megan Eldridge, our interim health director, a title <laughs> that will go away sooner rather than later. I promised her that. Uh, but to have Megan join me in administration as our assistant town administrator um, has been a, a, a joy for me. And Megan's made an immediate impact. So I'd love to turn it over to her. Thank you for that introduction, Joe. Um, I am thrilled to be here as well. And as you said, I started out in, in the health department. I've been in public health for over 20 years now. It seems incredible that that amount of time has passed. But I, I grew up here in Harwich, uh, born and raised. I still have quite a few family members that live here. And when I first started in municipal government, it was in the town of Brewster, and then again in the town of Dennis. So I've stayed local after I graduated college. And I came to the Harwich Health Department about seven years ago. And since then, I've really gotten to know the town and the people, the businesses. And after 
COVID hit, I had the opportunity to work closely with administration throughout the pandemic. And after after that settled down a bit and Joe was able to hire an assistant, I, I became immediately in, interested in that. And I'm grateful that I have this opportunity to use my municipal experience and public health experience to add to administration. Thanks, Megan. I, we're really excited to have you in the role as well. And, um, and we'll help you hold Joe to that promise about not, <laughs> not making you wear two hats for too long. Absolutely. Um, so you, can you guys give us a little, <clears throat> just a snapshot of what it is that you do in the administration department? Um, you know, what is, what is your purpose, your mission? What are you in charge of? And if you could talk a little bit, Megan, you touched on this already about the challenges that you faced during the pandemic. Sure. The, the pandemic was, challenging in many ways. The first was the initial shock of it and really calming the troops down, the the employees, the staff, and the residents at large. Everyone had so many unknowns and it felt so scary that it was a big information gathering, a good amount of communication that really needed to work initially. And After the initial hit of we are here in a state of emergency, a public health pandemic, governor's office was continually updating emergency orders, standards for industries, rules, regulations, guidance for gatherings, and all of those things were continually changing. And that was very challenging for the health department to keep up with the most up-to-date information, make sure everyone had the most up-to-date information. And we had to switch into contact tracing and epidemiology that we normally hand over to the VNA, the Visiting Nurse Association. Uh, However, they became quickly overwhelmed. So that was another piece that was turned over to the health department We handled it well, and we're still handling it, Uh, but it's been an added responsibility on top of the departmental duties that have not slowed down. So we've we've made a a really great workload work well, I should say. We've been doing the best we can, and, and we're getting out permits as usual. We've been trying to keep business as usual while battling this pandemic. So it's been, it's been a challenge. Yeah. I think one thing that you stood out or that you said that really stood out to me was about the constant uh, flow of information and the change of information at times. It kind of felt like standing on the beach as the tide was going Mm. out and, you know, it was kind of slipping out from underneath us because things were constantly changing and you had to adapt really rapidly to that. Um, And I commend you for the job that you did um, on that, because I know it was extremely difficult. So thank you. Uh, Joe, do you have anything else you'd like to add about uh, the role of the administration? You, you probably have a slightly different perspective on um, how things went during the pandemic, just from a logistical and operational standpoint. Well, uh, believe it or not, not really, in the sense that uh, in, in everything that Megan said, it just brings back all the memories. And, you know, for the earliest parts of the pandemic, she and I uh, we're in our emergency operations center, 
uh, and joined daily by uh, the police chief, the fire chief, and the deputies for their department because we were in emergency mode. Uh, and and when you talk about the, the 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 tide, I think that's a great analogy, Emily, because I know Megan will bear me out on this. Uh, what we found very early on, uh, and what I was very proud of as the interim administrator, is that our team uh, and led by Megan were very responsive when a governor's order uh, was announced to be to be implemented, and uh, that makes it sound like there was ample um, response time. There there wasn't. Uh, and there st still doesn't remain a lot of time once orders come out. Uh, but for us and for me, and I've expressed this with Megan, she knows it and I think she shares it, but we had the frustration of we would assemble our team, we would get the right people on the call, and we would develop cogent and coherent plans to execute what the governor's office had announced. And it seemed at least for the first five or six weeks that we were in this mode, um, that we were impacted by, we were ready to launch and then the orders changed. And, and so, you know, there was a frustration there because we were ready to meet the challenge and the challenge kept shifting. And, and despite that, uh, we've, been, we've been able to get a lot done from the earliest days of the pandemic, but it, it is incredibly frustrating because it puts us in a reactive mode. And, and if I could sort of tie the question all together, you know, what we do in administration and uh, the timing of your question is excellent because we are knee deep in the preparation for annual town meeting. And it, and it sounds uh, perhaps uh, trite or too simplistic to say, but what we do in administration is we prepare daily for town meeting. Uh, it's an ever uh, ongoing activity. We're 58 days as of the date of this recording to our next town meeting. And Megan has already been warned that she and I will uh, very soon after town meeting, begin the next process. And so what we do on a daily basis is we work with our department heads who are our subject matter experts that deal with any of the issues that their departments or the boards and committees that they work with issue uh, or deal with, I should say, on the issue. Administration's job is support them in the, and support them in the things that aren't uh, regularly their expertise, and that is budgeting, procurement, uh, personnel and human resources issues. But all of that is always with an eye towards town meeting. Uh, because as we know, town meeting is the critical component in the government here, whereby we get our laws passed. And equally importantly, we get money approved to spend in support of the town. And so we do that today because we're 58 days away. Uh, but really, we do that every day. Okay, so 58 days, that's the countdown. Absolutely. Is that where we 58 are? 58 days okay. until May 8th, correct. Okay. All right. Um, well, I think you've given us a good snapshot of, of the role of the administration department and, and what your job is. And thank you for the information on how the pandemic impacted um, operations and um, the job that you were doing. Um, so really, the next question that the committee came up with deals with how your department interacts with other departments. And I think that you started to touch on that in your in your example just now, talking about preparing for town meeting and being the backup and support for these subject matter experts, as you put it, um, to assist them with subjects like personnel, HR, procurement, budgeting, and those sorts of things. So do you want to give us a little bit more about how you interact with those departments in that regard and in, in, in any other way? Sure. I, I'd love to, and I'd love to start if I could, um, just because I, I don't do it and, and we don't get to do it 
to the level and the, the degree that we want to not, not right now, you know, the, mm-hmm. the difficulty having been an interim administrator during a pandemic is that all eyes were focused on that. So, um, and, and only having had uh, the benefit of, of Megan as the assistant administrator for just over a month now, uh, her impact has been immediate and, and great. And what I'm hoping is that as we get through town meeting, and in conjunction with town meeting that she and I are able to, to, to be more proactive and reach out to the department heads and the employees more regularly. Uh, and I guess I can warn everybody that once I get through town meeting, I'm going to change my, uh, my dress shoes into sneakers and I'm going to walk around a lot uh, and, you know, get out there to the departments and see firsthand what they're dealing with and, and try to engage in that conversation. So, it's something I've always wanted to be able to do as our town administrator, but really haven't had the benefit of the time or the staff to do it. Uh, but with Megan on board, I think we're well primed to do that. Well, that's fantastic. I'm really happy to hear that. I can say from experience, I've seen you with those walking shoes um, <laughs> on when you headed straight to the library in the aftermath of the tornado in July of 2019. And you were really out and about town at that point checking on the safety and security of town buildings and properties and staff and, and everyone else. So um, we welcome you over to the library at any point when you're ready. And I'm glad that you have the staff and support um, to start taking that on. Well, That's fantastic. Uh, thank you for that. And thank you for not bringing up my lovely safety vest, which it felt <laughs> like the first three months I was here was just embedded to me. Um, yep. It'll just be the sneakers, not the safety vest, but uh, very excited to get out and about again. That's wonderful. Uh, So the next question relates to budget. And this is kind of an odd question to ask you guys, because the other department heads have the benefit of just addressing their department's budget. But in reality, as you've already mentioned, um, you know, you are responsible for the entire town budget, which is a much larger undertaking than the individual town departments. It's made up of those individual budgets. But Tell us a little bit about the annual budget and things that are included that you think voters should be aware of. Highlight whatever it is that you think the voters need to know. Well, thank you for that introduction because it's never been lost on me. And I'm a, I'm a big fan, as I should be, a big fan and a reader of our, our town charter. And it's not lost on me that the charter refers that the administrator must create uh, and present a message on the comprehensive uh, annual budget. So to your point, uh, we're certainly dealing on a regular basis and, and Megan more so than I, as she has some direct connections to some of the divisions that we have. And I think she can speak to that in a moment. Uh, but the comprehensive budget is exactly as you've said, it's the combination of the operating budgets for our departments. It's the capital outlay budget, community preservation budget, the schools have to come into play with that, but also a lot of the uh, semi-fixed costs and fixed costs that are out there. And so you know, our departmental budgets come in at around 28, uh, anywhere from 27 to 29 million usually. Uh, but the overall budget comes in at close to 71 million, if not more. And so my the day-to-day effort of administration and the departments accounts for that 29 million or so. But for the voters and for administration, it's the full number of the 71 million. Uh, and, and when you put it in that context, we are a a uh, fairly large size organization or company, if you want to use the analogy, with close to 300 employees, many buildings and multi-million dollar budgets. Uh, for this year's town meeting, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that we continue to struggle with the impacts of COVID-19. 
Uh, but I'm thrilled to say, and in, in, in great partnership uh, with our finance director, we are uh, very fortunate to have our, our CPA finance director and Carol Coppola, uh, because we've actually dispatched and, and disposed of budget deficits uh, before we even got into the planning of the budget. Um, so I, I, I hope that gives the voters a better sense of what we deal with on a regular basis, but also some comfort that what we're dealing with right now is, as is required by both charter and statute, a balanced budget. Uh, but there are impacts on our departments and our, and our, our operations because We've met the obligations of the selectmen of a level-funded budget for the departments, and we still struggle with some of the semi and fixed costs that are out there, whether they be employee benefits, uh, post-employee benefits and pensions, uh, health insurance or insurances and projects that were already excluded uh, by, by debt in previous years. Thank you for that overview. Um, Megan, did you have anything that you wanted to add to the discussion about the budget? I've been tasked to work closely with community development and community services. And it's been an interesting switch for me from being a department head presenting my budget to administration to being on the other side and hearing a department's budget and, and really helping them figure out what can stay, what shouldn't stay, and how it how it may be perceived by the town administrator and the board of selectmen. But it's been it's been nice to have a clear directive from the town administrator and from the selectmen to know what they're looking for. It does make it easier for the department heads to know what what to expect. Um, as far as the health budget goes since I'm still the interim health director, we've we've been able to level fund and we're hoping to continue on with some programs that we started a few years ago and things like in-person meetings and travel budgets and things like that. I think overall we'll be able to be reduced because of all of these virtual meetings and there's definitely less travel involved. So that's been a, a bonus for the budget, I think, for this fiscal year. I would really agree. I think, you know, um, I may be a little bit of a Pollyanna, <laughs> um, but I, I think it's important to look for those silver linings or those benefits that come out of really challenging circumstances. And I think one of the benefits that came out of the pandemic um, for my department is the ability to host remote programs. We were able to, you know, immediately after um, the closure of the library back in March of 2020, start hosting our book groups online. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to pivot to those platforms has actually been a, a plus in a lot of ways. So um, it's great that you've been able to translate that to some budget savings as well. well Emily, if I could pick up That's on uh, your, your Pollyanna comment, because I want to embrace that as well. Uh, and to give you some cover on that, if I could. Um, and the reason Great. I say that is uh, when I when we talk about that, that comprehensive budget, uh, and I mentioned that the charter also requires that I create a message that goes with that. The message that I crafted this year that I presented to the selectmen, ironically, the night that um, Megan's appointment was uh, affirmed. So that was a good night, uh, February 8th. Uh, but I talked about a budget that is both cautious and optimistic. Now, I know I did not create the phrase cautious optimism, um, but to me, those two words are the are the key words, I think, that describe where we're at uh, in preparation and planning for the fiscal year 21 budget, but also where we are as a community and, and as a, a region, a state in the, in the world, really, that we, we're now at a point where we can 
be cautious about how we act, but get back into things. And uh, the same is true for our budget. We, uh, we've had some difficulties with that, but we're starting to emerge and see some of the positive things um, and some of the things that you and Megan just mentioned. You know, one of the things that we saw folks do that we didn't anticipate is uh, they golfed a lot and they golf more than we expect. And that was revenue generation for us. And that was good for people to do. And they, um, they continued to go to our beaches. They continued to come to our town and enjoy the services as restricted or limited as they were at the restaurants and what have you. And they also either bought a nest or, or, or renovated their nest, so to speak. So we were surprised. And when I say we, I certainly mean myself and finance director, Carol Coppola, as well as others, to see that the positive revenue statements that came in. And, um, and that's where that cautious optimism comes. We've got some uh, what I consider to be conservative estimates in our, in our revenue uh, for the coming year, but with a hint of optimism. And, and I, think, um, I think we'd all be well to embrace that, that feeling because we're getting there. I agree. I agree. All right, so we've covered so far um, the role of the administration department in town, how you interact with other departments, and as well as um, some budget review that you guys provided. Uh, the final question that the committee created was, are there ways that residents or voters can stay informed and participate in the town? What are the ways that you would like to highlight for voters to stay informed and and be active participants in town government? So if I could start, it's an easy one. Listen to Emily's podcast. <laughs> um, which joking aside, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is a wonderful resource and it builds off of the work that I know that you folks and the voter information committee are working on. Um, we are partnering again this year with the, with the, you folks on the voter information committee later, uh, in the spring to go over the warrant. Um, so what I tell everybody is stay tuned and stay tuned to what you folks offer at Brooks Free Library. Stay tuned to what channel 18 offers. And then within that, there are wonderful archives that are available either on YouTube to go back over past meetings. Um, all of the go to meeting information is there as well. So there's a wealth of information to, uh, to glean or to go through, but also if they stay engaged in the, the, the wonderful uh, media channels that, that you and other folks have set up, I think it's, um, it's an easy way to remain engaged. And then um, with that engagement, please never hesitate to reach out. You know, we are, we are stuck in our offices, if you will, because of pandemic and we can't get out the way we want to. So we do want to hear from, from our voters and our residents and our taxpayers. And um, we still have a mechanism at the select board meetings to do that. And um, we would ask folks to avail themselves of that, but never hesitate to drop a line or, or make a phone call and we will uh, endeavor to engage in a conversation with anyone that wants to. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Megan, do you have anything you'd like to add about um, maybe some COVID information? Sure. Our town website has links to uh, the health department that has COVID-19 COVID information that we keep up to date as regularly as maybe even twice a day with information that comes into us. So the, the most up-to-date information will be found on the Town of Harwich website COVID-19 page. We also try to disseminate information on Facebook and other social media platforms through the Channel 18 
account. Uh, Jamie has been wonderful about sharing things that I send her way. We have channel 18. There are a few documents and videos on there for people to look at to find out how to become vaccinated and what COVID-19 is all about. So we have mostly our website, but um, everything else is disseminated through Facebook and Channel 18. Okay, great. And the Civic Alert System, the Civic Ready System, I think is another great um, resource if people are interested in signing up for your text or phone or email alerts. So I'll make sure, guys, that I link all of these um, resources that we've just mentioned all the way from um, the podcast and social media in various web pages. I'll link all of that in the show notes so that everyone has quick and easy access to that immediately. So thank you both so much for joining me today. I've really appreciated um, your time and the information that you provided. Thank Emily, you for having me. Uh, Emily, thank you. And to your committee, this is a, a wonderful uh, mechanism to, to get information out. And um, uh, thanks for letting us be a part of it and for letting me share that we uh, what I have is, what I believe we have is a dynamic duo in administration. Uh, we're thrilled to be here today. And um, thanks for all that you folks are doing to get the word out. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this segment of the Know Your Town series. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new in the process. Visit the links in the show notes for more information on the resources discussed in each episode and to sign up for alerts via the Civic Ready Alert system. If you're considering joining a town board or committee, we hope you'll visit the Voter Information Committee page on the Town of Harwich website, where you'll find a list of current vacancies and information on how to apply. Thanks for listening and take care, everyone.